This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. USDA has planned to tighten requirements on retailers that accept food stamps continues to generate more bipartisan animosity on Capitol Hill. AgriPulse reported last week that House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway and Ranking Member Colin Peterson were collecting signatures for an opposition letter, and it turns out they got 161 lawmakers to join them. USDA officials say they are trying to force stores to sell healthier food. But lawmakers are worried that the requirements would force tens of thousands of convenience stores to stop accepting food stamps, now called the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Peterson says large grocery stores aren't always easily accessible to low-income consumers, leaving them to rely on convenience stores and other small-format retailers. The proposed rule fails to take these circumstances into account. The proposed rule also faces opposition in the U.S. Senate. The Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee takes up its fiscal 17 spending bill this afternoon. Chairman Jerry Moran says the bill will contain wording to block the proposed SNAP requirement on retailers. Major study on biotech crops released. The National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine scheduled to release a broad report today that brings together a wide range of studies assessing the risks and benefits of biotech crops. The report, titled Genetically Engineered Crops, Experiences, and Prospects, also will recommend new approaches to regulating biotech of the future. Stabenow sends proposal on GMO labeling bill to Roberts. Senator Debbie Stabenow, the top Democrat on the Senate Agriculture Committee, has sent a full legislative proposal to Chairman Pat Roberts on biotech disclosure, that according to a spokesman for Senator Stabenow. Time is running out before the first state labeling law goes into effect in Vermont this July. A spokesman said Stabenow and staff have also been in discussions with advocates on all sides of the issue for several weeks. House panel takes up a bill on USDA child nutrition rules. The House Education and the Workforce Committee schedule what is certain to be a contentious debate tomorrow over a Republican child nutrition reauthorization bill. The bill, which was released last month, would force the Agriculture Department to reconsider school meal standards every three years and roll back restrictions on snacks that were imposed under the expired Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act. Democrats have renewed their criticism of the draft bill ahead of the debate. Some 111 House members signed a letter saying that the bill would reduce access to meals in low-income communities. The bill would tighten the community eligibility provision in the Healthy Hunger Free Kids Act that allows schools with high poverty rates to provide free breakfast and lunch to all students. The Senate Agriculture Committee approved a bipartisan nutrition bill earlier this year, but the full Senate has yet to debate the measure because of problems that developed with estimates of its cost. A Hulescamp dissertation attacked subsidies and ag panels. The Topeka Capital Journal has dug up a dissertation that Representative Tim Hulescamp wrote as a critique of traditional farm policy 21 years ago. The Kansas Republican, who earned a doctorate in political science, argued that the New Deal-era agriculture subsidies and price supports, quote, ignored the productivity advances in the industry, not to mention any semblance of economic reality. Hillscamp also referred to the House and Senate Agriculture Committees as, quote, outlier panels that overrepresent rural and agriculture interests. Hillscamp was kicked off the House Ag Committee in 2012 after closing with GOP leaders. 
The congressman who faces a GOP primary challenge criticized the Capitol Journal for questioning him about the dissertation. OECD report says big changes are needed for food aid. A paradigm shift is desperately needed when it comes to the international efforts to reduce hunger in the neediest areas of the world. That's according to a new report published by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Different regions have different needs, and a one-size-fits-all approach often just doesn't work. That's according to a report titled, Adopting a Territorial Approach to Food Security and Nutrition Policy. According to the OECD report, more than 800 million people in developing countries don't get enough to eat, despite billions of dollars in food aid given out every year. The report concludes that aid programs need to be devised at the local level using local assets that work for communities instead of plans that are devised at the highest levels of donor countries. USDA forecasts record milk production next year. U.S. dairy farmers now expected to produce a record high 215 billion pounds of milk in 2017. That according to the USDA Outlook Board Chairman Seth Meyer yesterday. That would be an increase from the projected 212 billion pounds this year and 210 billion pounds in 2015. Meyer also said he doesn't expect increased production to push down prices for farmers. Instead, thanks to tighter rural supplies, Meyer said he expects prices to rise due to weaker imports and stronger exports. The average price farmers are forecast to get for their milk next year, 1575 100 up 90 cents from the average of this year. Pet illness tied to jerky treats on the decline. The FDA still hasn't gotten to the bottom of the 10-year mystery of why chicken, duck, or sweet potato jerky treats from China continue to make pets sick, but the agency says the rate of illness is declining. The FDA reported only 200 house pets got sick or died in the 16 months between September 2014 and December 2015. That's down from 270 in a six-month period between May and September of 2014. FDA began the investigation in 2007. Since then, 5,200 pet owners have reported illnesses that were linked to the jerky treats, most of which were imported from China. About 1,140 dogs have died. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.